0: down to 2023 March Madness uh, episode. Nope. Yep. Ep, do we do episodes or not? I, whatever. Number I three. It's the third edition. <laughs> it's, third,
1: the number, it's the number third one.
0: Third edition. Number third. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little late on this one in terms of there are games that have started and also Louisville was up early on Duke.
1: Uh-oh. That's
0: starting to flip now. It's a five-point lead for Duke. Plus Cameron Endor, if they lost to Louisville, I think they might just, you know.
1: Louisville's back. Yeah, yeah, two
0: and, two and fourteen. The ACC, pretty good, pretty good, looking sharp. And then you got a the the good game of the night, I would say, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, or at least the important one in uh, terms of the uh, bubble implications.
1: Yeah, sure, sure.
0: And uh, obviously, I don't know if it'll match up with the showdown that is Illinois and Minnesota tonight.
1: Didn't TCU play somebody good tonight?
0: Uh, let me check. Uh, yeah, TCU and uh, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, good game there. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of what you the have money- number
1: one seed implications, right? Kansas, got yeah. I
0: mean, Kansas, Kansas has enough Q ones right now to be like, you
1: know. Yeah, but but in the sixteen that came out Sunday, they were or Saturday they were the fourth third. number one seed.
0: Were they fourth or third?
1: I think they were fourth. Alabama one, Houston two, Purdue yeah. three, Kansas four.
0: Okay, yeah, I. Didn't actually do an order when I wrote it down, so all right. Uh, headliners right now, don't worry, right? Right, 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 right. (laughs) Uh, headliners of the week. Uh, let me just throw this one in there. Uh, another number one bit the dust, uh, the hit, the hit queen song, of course. Uh, just put that right in there. How about that? (laughs) And nailed it. Uh, Alabama loses to Tennessee, so now Houston is number one. I mean. The number one overall ranking is losing its luster this season uh, with how many different teams are rotating in and out of it.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. It feels wrong for Houston to be – the number one overall to me I mean,
0: they are 25 and two <laughs> yeah but they with with a loss to temple which is bad but their other loss was alabama and it was at home which is not great yeah but they've kind of just dominated everybody um and i know that the big thing with houston is a lot of people are talking about oh they're in the american athletic conference yeah i know there's a lot of weak teams in that conference and everyone's starting to compare them to gonzaga it's like okay houston has two final fours in elite eight in the last 10 years And they also have the fact that they're moving to the big 12. So in the big 12 without Kansas and Texas won't be as strong in basketball, but I don't think Kansas state's going anywhere. I don't think Baylor's going anywhere. I think TCU is going to continue to be good. I think Oklahoma state is in a good spot, West Virginia. And then I think Oklahoma, if Porter Moser stays will eventually be good. So despite the fact that the big 12 is going to get a little bit weaker a few years from now, um, or it's Oklahoma and Texas, not Kansas and Texas. So Kansas is staying. What the hell am I talking about? Nice try. Uh, I just got confused with the whole fact that there's the two big football programs in the Commerce, the two big bad. Anyway, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So good still going to be good. But Texas is a, is a big loss in both sports. Uh, anyway, yeah. Houston's good, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're not good. I just, you know.
0: Who's next? UCLA? Could they get to number one? Are they next in the rotating? Uh, what are they right now?
1: Three, okay. four? UCLA's eight. What? <laughs> That's what this says. That's what this says.
0: They have lost since January 26th and they're 23 and
1: 4. I mean that, that I didn't I didn't make it. Uh it sucks. Uh number 5 is Texas. Number 6 is Arizona, number 7 is Baylor. Oh my God. Number 8 is UCLA. So I, Uh yes. I would say that you know, Texas has the best chance, right? If they they beat Kansas, and I don't know. Pulse sucks. <laughs> it really
0: does. I mean, Texas and Kansas don't play until the last game of the year, so that's kind of screwing them over.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and to have Indiana as the top four seed is strange too, but, you know, who am I to judge these guys that know more than me?
0: Sure, sure. I guarantee you you watch more than 95% of the voters.
1: <laughs> Probably. Um uh
0: next one here, Kentucky sweeps Tennessee. Not really surprising that they beat them again. It's just the way that the season has been going. Uh, but you got freshmen leading the way for Kentucky. Uh Chris Livingston starting to play well. Obviously, Kason Wallace is is really good. Yeah um and Shibuy. I mean, is it the worst follow-up to a national player of the year season ever? It's just like the numbers are fine, but it just his defense is absolutely—he is an absolute, especially in the pick and roll, just worthless on the defensive end, just completely worthless.
1: You think he just kind of like called in this? He's like, "eh, let me get my, let me get my money." I mean,
0: I don't know. Uh, would that? Would it look like that for somebody like Kofi Coburn if he came back as I were the Illini thing that's going to make me look unbiased?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Kofi would have came back.
0: I don't like Sheboy's mailing um, in. I just think he he looks uncomfortable. He doesn't look right. I don't know if it's a chemistry thing with the guys around him, Uh, but him and Drew Timmy are far and away the two worst pick and roll defenders in college. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. So I still have no belief in this Kentucky team, but I have a feeling they're going to get to the Sweet 16 at least just because that's how this is all going to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kentucky's probably going to be a nine seed. I don't think any one seed wants them in their bracket.
0: No, although I do think if Kentucky played Houston, they would get absolutely run out of the gym because Houston is just going to – turn them over as much as they want, especially with Kentucky relying as much as they are on freshmen. And if you're not relying on freshmen at the guard position, you're relying on five, nine severe Wheeler, CJ Frederick, who's a good shooter, but that's about it. And Antonio Reeves, who's also a good shooter, but he came from Illinois state and I don't know if he, how is he going to be in the big game? I don't know. Um, All right. So yeah, they're going to need Shebaway to have 30 and 20 if when they face an actual elite team. In the because they're gonna need to be able to score in more than one way. And it's like Shiway's numbers, like I said, they're not that bad. It's just it looks so much different. Like last year he was rebounding at an unbelievable level. And this year it's how many I rebounds
1: mean, did he average last year? Do you know?
0: Uh, had to be like thirteen or fourteen or fifteen or sixteen or seventeen I or something. So
1: you know how many he's averaging this year? Like twelve. Thirteen. <laughs> so
0: doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he averaged 15 last year, so it is less. I mean, he had seven rebounds in a game where they beat Tennessee. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but he hasn't been having like the 15, 20 rebound games as much. Uh, he did have 24 against Georgia, but that was like. Really signature game. Thirty-seven and twenty. Definitely
1: not like jumping, jumping off the page like he was last year.
0: He's having a lot more down games. Like he had seven against Arkansas, four points. These are points. Four points against Florida. Seven against Texas A&M. He wasn't really doing that at all last year. He had two. He had uh, three games where he was healthy where he had less than ten points last season, and he's got a number of those this year. He's got five or six of them, and he did have an injury to start the season. So I don't know how much that has played into his play. Uh, but it's the way that he's been playing in comparison to last year is a big, um, red flag for how I feel about Kentucky going to the tournament. Like I said, though, given the way the season has gone, they'll probably make a deep run. So why not? Um, Indiana beats Illinois at home. Illinois of course was without Terrence Shannon jr, which however big of a factor you think that played, I don't know. Uh, but the overall state of the big 10 right now, I mean, you got Purdue who, uh, beat ohio state sunday which i mean that's a freebie especially at home and you have northwestern who's now 11 and 5 in the conference you have indiana up to 10 and 6 then you have maryland rutgers iowa michigan 9 and 7 illinois a chance to get to 9 and 7 against minnesota tonight uh it's a cluster f as they say um but i still think purdue's probably going to win this conference i be northwestern you would have to think Whatever they have going on right now is going to slow down at some point. They do have four games left. I would make a bet uh, that they finish two and two.
1: Yeah, they. I mean the the you know Purdue, Indiana, Iowa. They they were all home wins. Um, see what happens when they go on the road. They don't. I think their schedule is pretty tough to finish.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, at Illinois, at Maryland, home against Penn State, at Rutgers. So two yeah. really hard road uh, games: Maryland and Rutgers. Illinois, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a hard game in terms of the opponent, but the venue much harder to play at the Racker at Maryland,
1: right? Um, I think Linardi has nine teams in from yeah, the Big he does. Ten right now. Yeah. Well, I, I completely, a much.
0: I've totally decided to stop paying attention to what Linardi says. Yeah, um, it's just it's whether it's uh, the interests of ESPN. Or what? He's just not good. Like he's not good at it. Like you compare him to other other um, bracketologists, he's not that good. So that's kind of where I'm at on him. I mean, Northwestern's best road win is probably Michigan State. Yeah, which is fine because their other road wins are Georgetown. <laughs> uh, well, Indiana actually, I, I completely scrolled by that one. Um, but that was early January Indiana, which was a completely different team than what they are now. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, and there are other ones, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Nebraska road wins, which Nebraska, a hard place to play apparently. I mean, they, uh, <laughs> Maryland, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State is not good. Mm-hmm. And Iowa, they beat all those teams
1: in Nebraska. is on fire. He's got, what, twenty over 20 in the last five or something? I feel like he shouldn't be a hard player for Big Ten
0: teams to be able to shut down. So it's kind of confusing why he's dropping 20 in every game. and I mean, he's a small guard who – I won't say lives and dies by the three because he only made two and had 20 yesterday, but I mean, he's not going to be able to just go to the room and score at his size. So I feel yeah. like, like a team that has slowed him down almost entirely um, is Iowa. He had two points against Iowa. They beat Iowa in that game, but he had two points. He did nothing against them and he didn't, he only played 13 minutes, but I will say this it didn't feel like he did anything to Illinois either. Like It didn't feel like he had a few threes in that second game against them and scored a few buckets in the first game. On the offensive end, if Illinois was paying attention to him, he wasn't going to score. Yeah. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and and you look at the Big Ten, and even Brackett Dom had nine uh, going into Saturday. Um, Only two teams above a five seed, and that would be Indiana at five and, of course, Purdue at a one. Everybody else is six or worse.
0: Who's like uh, the lat? Is do they still have Wisconsin in? Is that the deal? Yeah,
1: yeah, he has Wisconsin
0: in a play-in game. So that means, uh, so that's nine out of what fourteen, right? Mm-hmm. So Minnesota, Ohio State, Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan are the ones out. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Michigan is nine and seven in the Big Ten. It's just.
1: But they're what fourteen? Yeah, they have 11? so many. They have twelve losses overall. And five.
0: Yeah. Five non-conference losses. It's going to be tough for them.
1: I mean, I, I from everything I've seen, people don't even have Michigan in like the top yeah. eight. So they're gonna they would have to win out and then win a couple in the tournament, i, I in the Big Ten tournament. I would think. Well, they
0: got three yeah. three huge road opportunities um, to finish with Rutgers, Illinois, and Indiana. Yeah, and then home against Wisconsin. You win that, it would hard to it would be hard to keep them out if they were to go 13 and seven in the big 10 and 19 and 12.
1: Yeah. And and that's how, I guess how quickly things can change, you know, Northwestern was sitting on the bubble and now they are a six seed by most guys, five or six,
0: but there's other teams such as the one that is on my uh, pullover here that just doesn't move at all because they are, they fluctuate a lot in terms of their wins and losses and they have a good resume. So yeah, they haven't really moved much. Like they've, the highest they were in the last like three months is what, like a four? And then now they're sitting so, yeah. seven, eight, nine. I mean, they're not going to move much higher than that just no. because of all the mediocre teams around them. So, unless they lose tonight, which I mean, hey,
1: <laughs> it's not impossible, then they're in the NIT. Certainly.
0: Uh, looks like UConn might be figuring it out again. They've won four or five. One of their, their one loss in that stretch was at Creighton. This is a UConn team 20 and seven now. <laughs> they've been in the uh, AP top 25 this entire time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I saw on ESPN last night that UConn has a 20% chance to be a one seed right now still. And Purdue has a 22% chance to be a one seed. Interesting. I mean, <laughs>
0: UConn would have to win out and go 24 and seven. Yeah. and overall, which is – I mean, your your seven losses are all in the Big East to Xavier, tournament team, Providence, tournament team, Marquette, tournament team, St. John's, not a tournament team, Seton Hall, probably not, Xavier and Creighton, both tournament teams. So only one bad loss. I don't think Seton Hall on the road is a bad loss, uh, but St. John's at home, that's a bad loss. Yeah. Um, But you look at their other wins, especially out of conference. Like they killed Alabama, they killed Iowa State. Uh, killed Florida, who's not very good, but still killed them. Beat Creighton already once. Beat Marquette by fifteen. They got a chance to take down Providence, and after if they can beat Providence, they got three against St. John's, DePaul, Villanova. So, very good chance to go twenty-four and seven. And I could see this team in that type of environment in the Big East tournament. They could win that. Like I think that I would make them the favorite.
1: Yeah. So. And I, somebody, I think maybe Goodman, somebody shared it that Providence, the farthest they have to travel uh, into the tournament, like until the turn, I think even first round of the tournament um, would be to Pennsylvania is, is the far- farthest trip they have to make. So that always helps.
0: Yep. Um, yeah. So that would put if Villanova or if Connecticut. Connecticut. If UConn was to do that, I mean, it is the same thing. <laughs> it is. Uh, Ken Bomb says Connecticut. That's why I did that. Uh, if UConn wins out in the regular season, then wins the Big East tournament, that puts them at what twenty-seven and seven. I think they're probably a one it, seed. But yeah, it'd wins. be
1: it'd be hard to not make them a one seed if they. But it's that. weird for a team that has seven
0: losses in their conference to be a one seed. That's the weird part. Like you need like maybe five at the most. I would yeah. think, but like yeah. Marquette's thirteen and three in the conference. It's just Marquette doesn't have the Alabama win on the resume. They don't have the Iowa State win. They have the Baylor win yeah, in terms of non-conference, but that's at home, a little bit different. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. Very interesting, folks. Uh, very interesting. Very nice. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Uh, Texas 10-4 and in the Big 12. Split week against Texas Tech, who might be on the bubble now. Who knows? We don't know. Maybe. Working their way back. I mean, everybody in the Big 12 is somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And then they beat Oklahoma. <clears throat> and my question is is, uh, is Sir Jabari Rice the best sixth man in America? Big question here.
1: Uh, I would have to say, yeah. I mean, give me other guys that would compete with that.
0: The problem is there aren't any names that come to the head, which usually tells you <laughs> that, yes. He yes. Would
1: be. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I mean, he scored 24 against Oklahoma. 24 against West Virginia, 12 against Kansas, 14 against K-State, 21 against Baylor, 21 against Tennessee, and he's coming off the bench. And he is, uh, you talk about efficiency, not bad at all. 56% from inside the arc, 37% from three. And the biggest part of it all is that he got away from that absolute disaster that is New Mexico State, who is pretty much done for the season given everything that's happened with that program. And just an absolute disaster in uh the first year for Greg Heyer he are, he I R. He already got <laughs> fired. He's out. What a weird situation in New Mexico State. Yeah. I mean, they go from they were they got to uh they got to the second round of the tournament last year with uh Chris Jans there who went to Mississippi State. And then the next year they're done after twenty four games because of the disastrous stuff inside the program and then the whole shooting thing outside of the program. So yeah. Not good in uh, Las Cruces Las Cruces uh, quite a quite a quite a difference between New Mexico State and New Mexico this <clears> year <throat> certainly anyway uh, yeah it's Bray Rice congrats on getting away from New Mexico State tell you that
1: <laughs> good, good uh, choice
0: yeah let's get a little ACC action here North Carolina blows it late at NC State they lose 77 69 North Carolina is there will be amongst the people that watch college basketball all year and love it and watch it a lot. There will be some sort of uprising if North Carolina gets into the tournament with zero Q ones.
1: Yeah, it it makes me question though. um, Do you think that going zero and nine in Quad one and undefeated in Quad two is better than going one and eight and then say five four and two in the in Quad two? What do you think is better? The
0: quad one win is better.
1: Just just that one win is better yep. than going six and zero in quad two.
0: I think it depends on who you lose to in quad two, but yeah.
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Because um, yeah.
1: that's I mean that's kind of what where people are at. They're you know I mean if you if you put them together and you say that they're six and fifteen or whatever in quad one and quad two, does it is does it look as bad as zero and nine in quad one?
0: That's true. Um, you also have to think about this, like North Carolina. Can we really blame people for having for the can we really blame the voters for having them preseason number one? I mean,
1: no, I don't think you can. I mean, they they weren't good all year, they made a great run in the tournament. They you know, after they they kept everybody ruined ruined Coach K's life, which um, was awesome, yeah, (laughs) you know, and then they and then they make that run. I I don't know how you don't. They had everybody back, right? They They switched,
0: they traded Manic. Yeah. To to Europe for uh, Pete Nance.
1: For Pete Nance, yeah. So
0: that to be fair, I'm not dumb enough to have him number one. I had him number three, just so we're on the record with that. <laughs> right. uh, I had them number three. My number one was Houston, which I thought made sense given the runs that Houston made, especially since they made the Elite Eight last season without Marcus Sasser, and he's back. And they got Jace Walker, who's a five-star freshman. And you know how the system that they run at Houston and all the different things that they do with the size and the athleticism and the defense. They're, so I always thought they were a clear number one. I did have Gonzaga, two, with what they were bringing back. Um, obviously, they haven't been as good, but they're starting to figure out they're still a very good team. And I had North Carolina, three. I did have Creighton, four, which isn't great. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I you know yeah. Villanova, 12, is a disaster. Uh, Texas Tech in there as well. Duke, a lot of disastrous picks for me in the preseason top 25,
1: but it happens every year. I mean, you you look at their, you know, record last year. They they were fifteen and five at least in the conference. Right now they're sitting at eight and eight. It, it and and people were bubble talking last year. So I, I think if they get in, it's because it's North Carolina, personally.
0: But. I think the biggest difference for them, and it's easy to say this given the modern game, but their three point percentage this season is way lower than it was last season. Yeah. way lower. 35.8 last season, 60th in America. This season they're at 30.6, 332nd in the country. Yeah, so their well, three point shooting is tanked.
1: It seems like Davis and Love have so many so many threes where they're, you know, somebody is on them. It's not like they're they're moving the ball and getting open. Um it's step backs and it's NBA threes. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Caleb
0: Love, if your backcourt's 31%, 33%, that's not great. Plus, Pete Nance, I bet they wish they had Matthew Meyer right now to knock down the three because he's at 29%. Uh, Leaky Black is a terrible shooter, 32%, which is a shocker. Uh, Baycott's 0 for 7. God knows why he's taking seven threes. So, and they don't really have a bit, like what's their bench presence? Like Seth Trimble's fine. Puff Johnson is fine. But those guys aren't like, they don't really have like a sixth man that you can really rely on to come in. And yeah.
1: And I, I think, think that they, I that. think, I think they thought Puff John, Johnson was going to make a bigger jump this year than what he did too. Um, Cause he played really well in the tournament last year. What do you, what do you think North Carolina has to do to, to get in? They, they played no, at Notre Dame. Virginia, they have at home, at Florida State. So you think Notre Dame, Florida State, there's two wins. And then they played Duke at home. They're at home against Duke.
0: Well, I don't know what Duke is in the Nets. I don't know if that's a Q1, but I have to assume Virginia's a Q1. So if you can get two quad one, two. ones to finish the year, then they'll be fine. Right. But you got – like, they, they literally have to go 3-1. and one. Yeah. Like, no doubt. That's even be, – like, be on the bubble and have a real chance. Right. Um. Like, this that's... team's 5-11 and 11 in the first two quads. Like, that's just – that's disgusting. <laughs> and zero of those five are in quad one. Yeah. it, it the, the easy way to view this team is a mediocre team for 90% of the last two seasons with a Final Four run. So, that's kind of the definition of being able to get hot.
1: Yeah. What's uh, Notre Dame's net right now?
0: Can't be good.
1: I wouldn't think it would be, but –
0: it, like, it's got to be in the hundreds.
1: I don't know how to, how to do this
0: stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, this isn't my forte. This is you. This is you.
0: Uh, Notre Dame is 194th in the net.
1: Okay. So they have two quad one opportunities, basically.
0: Yeah, right. Duke Duke is 26, so that's top 30. Virginia is 16, so that's top 30. And they're both at home. So there's your chance right there. Hey,
1: tell me this, though. <clears throat> If they beat – well, I guess if they beat Duke at home, would Duke fall out of the out of a quad one? I think it
0: depends on how Duke finishes <laughs> the year. They're going to beat Louisville, which could move them up for no reason. Beat Virginia Tech, beat NC State. Yeah. They got three home games going into that. They could get into the 21-22 the range with three straight wins. Especially since NC State uh, for Duke is a quad two win, but it's it's close to a quad one. So uh, then I also have Jeff Capel's comments, the head coach of Pitt. Um, thinks that the ACC is undervalued or underrated or something. Uh,
1: quote, is this Jim Boeheim?
0: Yeah. Uh, quote, I really don't understand it. Oh, sorry. I don't really understand it. To be completely honest with you, there's a comma there that I just completely ruined the tone of that quote. Uh, he also pointed to the success in the tournament. The NBA draft, which who gives okay. a shit? And the ACC Big Ten Challenge also, who gives a shit? It's November. Right. Uh, he criticized <clears throat> ACC Network for feeding into perception that the league is down. Says Big Ten Network is, quote, always pumping the league up. Um, it's hard for me to look at the ACC and think that it's, like, underrated. I mean, <laughs> Notre Dame and Louisville and Georgia Tech are historically bad. Yeah. Uh Florida State too. Uh Virginia Tech is a team that has a bunch of white guys that can shoot threes, but most of the time they suck. Boston College is terrible offensively. North Carolina has been mediocre for, like I said, 90% of the last two seasons with a final four run. Uh Syracuse is garbage. I don't care about th- the fact that Syracuse is nine and seven in the ACC should invalidate their league. Because <laughs> right. that is not a good team. Uh <clears throat> Wake Forest doesn't play any defense. Duke has a boatload of talent with a 10-6 and six record in a mediocre conference. NC State is a fun team to watch. I already know I like them too much, and I know I'm going to fall into the trap of picking them to go to like the Elite Eight and think that I'm smart. That'll be a disaster. <laughs> Let's not pretend that Clemson and Pitt are really that good. Miami is a very good offensive team with a lot of high-end talent, and Virginia's good, but they're not that great. Virginia is not even close to what I thought they would be given the way they started the year. So I don't think the ACC is underrated at all. Uh, Ken Baum has at the seventh best conference in the country out of thirty two which means the mountain west is out of them which i i don't know if the bottom of the a c c is worse than the mountain west i mean i i do think there's a couple teams like uh louisville and and uh and Notre dame and florida state that are probably worse than a couple but i i find it hard to believe that that these coaches are like truly believe that this conference is good or, like, great, or whatever they yeah. think. I don't see it.
1: I mean, it's that it, that's coach speak, as you like to say. So, I mean, yeah, but it's what I you mean, do. You talk, I mean, you listen to Brad Underwood, the greatest, greatest conference in the in the in college. So, you yeah, know, but like, just, this is like do.
0: because they've mm-hmm. had success in the NCAA tournament, which is like two weeks of the season, which is good, you need that, but. You got to play an entire season to look good. Like, what was the, like the ACC hasn't had like a a truly like dominant team. I mean, Duke was really good last year, but they weren't dominant. They yeah. haven't had a dominant team since Virginia 19, probably.
1: Yeah.
0: And also, North Carolina and Duke were very good that year. They haven't had the ACC hasn't had a dominant season since 2018 19. They had three one seeds. That was the last time. It's been downhill since then. 2020, they were the fourth conference on Ken Palm out of 32. They were fifth in 2021, fifth last year. Now they're seventh this year. So they're going downhill. And I think a lot of that is the bottom of the conference is just so bad. Um, Like the bottom of the ACC is worse than any of the other power sixes, I think. Um, Because, I mean, Cal is probably the worst team out of everybody in the power six. Yeah. But the ACC has four bad ones. The Pac-12 has two. Uh, The Big Ten has... I mean, probably one. Like, I don't think Minnesota. Is, I think Minnesota is the only. Like, I think Nebraska is pretty good for their record, and Ohio State is not as bad as those other bottom feeders.
1: It's true. Yeah, you're going to die on that Ohio wow. State. Hill. Ohio State is not as bad as
0: Louisville. That's what I'm talking about here. Uh, LSU, one and thirteen. That's a tough scene for the SEC. But that's really their only. Them and Ole Miss and South Carolina are the three really bad teams in that conference. Yeah um and then you have let's see the uh the big 12 doesn't have any like really bad teams and the big east has georgetown and DePaul and butler kind of so hey jeff Cable, your conference sucks ass <laughs> all right <clears throat> over to the bubble texas a&m big road win at missouri missouri they are lucky they have some key wins because their metrics do not help them at all folks um Missouri's metrics are on par with some schools that you don't want to be on par with, I would say, uh, just to give you a, an idea. The teams around Missouri and metrics, Ohio state, uh, Washington state is two spots ahead of them. Washington state's 13 and 15, uh, 16 and 12 bubble seat hall, not even on the bubble, probably outside of the bubble. Um, some bad teams in that company. So Missouri's lucky there. Uh Clemson lost to Louisville and Michigan beat Michigan State. And then I have also uh this graphic here, which has some incorrect numbers, I think, but close enough. Um if the people out there can let me see if I can let's see if I can Whoa, there we go. That was cool. I just clicked it. I didn't can even know I was up. gonna zoom. Wow. All right. Yeah, so there you go. Uh
1: Oklahoma State's currently losing right now.
0: To 40 to 21 at the half. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, well, you look at strength of schedule is where the Big 12 is king. Look at the two teams in this row that are in the Big 10, uh, the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia, fifth in adjusted strength schedules. Oklahoma State, eighth. Wisconsin being 11th is probably the one thing helping them because they only have 15 wins.
1: Yeah.
0: Arizona State, uh, Metrics aren't going to help them, obviously, 67th. Um, as you can see here, whoop, <laughs> there we go. Uh, Michigan, seven wins between Quad 1 and 2. That's better than uh, North Carolina. It's better than Penn State in terms of the win total. That's better than Clemson's. better than New Mexico. So, um, kind of surprised to see... The fact that the teams that are in, according to this is ProjectionSports.com, and I said that with a uh, New York accent there for no reason. Uh, <laughs> they uh, say Memphis is in, West Virginia in, Mississippi State in, USC in, Oklahoma State in, Utah State in. Thoughts?
1: Um, I mean, I, I, do guys on the bubble need to win games to stay on the bubble? Because Memphis lost – Oklahoma State's going to lose. This is the first that I've seen USC that's that's in, but you know I'm, I'm not doubting it. Um, I don't see how Wisconsin gets in. I, I really don't. Um, and and according to this, they're the first out. So, um, yeah, I know the bubble is just goofy this year. I don't know.
0: You want to know how Wisconsin gets in? Beat um. Iowa. Went at Michigan beat Purdue, went at Minnesota, went two big Ten tournament games. Boom, easy. They could probably do less and get in,
1: honestly. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> Did you see uh Utah State and Nevada game from Saturday? Did not see. It. Uh, Nevada started up 30 to 12 and Will Baker for them, their uh, big man center, had their first 21 points. Uh, he was uh I believe like six for six from the field and five for five from three or something to start the game. And then uh, they ended up losing to Utah state by nine and he only had 25 points. He had 21 points in the first like five minutes. And then, yeah, so that's a Utah state win right there. That helps them uh, against the U- Nevada team. That's uh, definitely in the tournament. No doubt. Um, Indiana legend, Steve Alford coaching them. Uh, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I, I hate the bubble, honestly. I really do. It's so <laughs> annoying. So many teams out there that it's just like, God.
1: Can't wait for Illinois to lose tonight so we can talk about it.
0: <sighs> Get on the bubble. <laughs>
1: the bubs. All
0: right. Uh, bracketologically, nothing to discuss. We've all seen enough of that garbage. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a week to not discuss it because there's not enough changes. I agree. I think this what we discussed here is the committee initial initial Jesus <laughs> initial top sixteen yeah, which uh, you know interesting certainly I don't know how much of a bearing. like if you compare the last few years of them doing it to what the you know seeds actually ended up being I think there's some differences of opinion with people every year with this but uh, I'm gonna go region by region here the uh, number one overall seed was Alabama in the South region. The two seed in that region was Baylor, three seed Virginia, four seed Indiana. Which Indiana is the one there that's drawing a lot of uh, attention in terms of should they really be a four? Yeah, uh, which I say probably not. I think five is I, more. I think
1: the thing that is kind of people are questioning is the top four seed. Like people, people, people yeah. from what I've seen, people say, you know, I could I could see them being the last four seed, but not the top four seed.
0: I can't see either. <laughs> that's fair.
1: I mean a lot of people have them at 5, so I could see how people would say yeah I could I could see them at 16, but
0: They're 10 and 6 in the Big 10. They've done plenty of damage, but also like almost all of their damage has been at home. Like other than beating Illinois, their other yeah. road wins are Michigan who's not very good and Minnesota who had like four guys in that game. Like, all of their other damage has been at home.
1: seems like they're riding riding this, you know, Indiana was supposed to be a Final Four team, so... Yeah. And and it looks like they've turned a corner, but...
0: They're 100% losing to Michigan State tomorrow. Like, 100%. Uh, And also... Let's be honest. They shouldn't have beaten Illinois, whether you look at the the pullover or not. I mean, they shouldn't <laughs> have won that game. I mean, let's right. be let's be real here. Right. If RJ Melendez could make a shot, get to overtime, and when you're playing inspired without one of your top guys, you win in overtime. We saw it at Indiana two years ago. Yeah, with Io Dosumu being uh, fouling out, mm-hmm. and also Illinois beat Michigan by twenty three two years ago uh, on the road without Io. So let's all relax, people. Anyway. Of course, there were no fans in the stands. Like, either of those games, so what the hell does it even matter? Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, the Big Ten sucks. That's my thoughts. Okay. Um, the Midwest region, Houston the one seed, Texas the two seed, Tennessee the three seed, Xavier the four seed. Tennessee sucks uh, is my thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that's okay. Like, like to, for the team that's number three in the net and they give them the number nine overall, um, yeah, I mean, that's kinda, also kinda them saying, Hey,
0: our metrics, metrics, our uh yeah. net rankings suck,
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of sh- kind of shows what they really think. So,
0: let's also toss this out there. Um, Tennessee lost in round two to Michigan last year, they will lose in round two again, by the way. Uh, just so everybody knows, okay. Uh, because last year they had a legitimate guy that you could go to to get points late when you need it, Kennedy Chandler, he's mm-hmm. gone, and they pretty much have the same group with a couple of other additions. They're not getting to the second weekend. I would almost guarantee that. Uh, the West, Kansas, Arizona, Kansas State, Gonzaga. I would say that this might be the best of the four overall. Yeah. Um, Kansas and Arizona, I think, are better than any of the other. I think the only other comparison is probably Houston, Texas. Yeah. In terms I of strength.
1: I don't see Kansas staying at the four um, overall. Uh, I, I They're just better than that. I mean baylor Baylor you know was was dominating them, and then Kansas wins by what fifteen so yeah. um i I just think Kansas should be up there uh and, and of course, I think they'll jump over purdue, but um, we'll see
0: uh the East is purdue one UCLA is a two, Iowa state is a three, Marquette is a four uh how would you rank these four in terms of uh goodness really?
1: Goodness, uh, UCLA, Iowa State, Purdue, Marquette.
0: You think Purdue's the third best team in that region?
1: <laughs> what do you think
0: they are? Second to who? UCLA? Purdue, uh, UCLA, Purdue, Marquette, Iowa State. I would take Marquette over Iowa State 100 times out of 100.
1: Way, way better. I, I mean, I've been very adamant, and I think Purdue's the weakest one seed sitting. So, well, you're a hater. I'm not going to, I don't hate, I'm not hating. I'm just like, I, I like what Edie's done and, and how, I mean, he'd be my center if I built a team. What do you mean? Hater. So
0: I'd pretty unanimously say the West is the strongest of the four. I'd say the Midwest is by second. I don't know about third and fourth. I think, I think probably the South is third just because of Alabama and Baylor is good. And Virginia is good. I don't, I don't know how good Virginia is. Honestly, I'm, I'm starting to kind of have some doubts there. Maybe it's just because I'm, very much on the train of the ACC mediocre. You're just
1: a hater. I got it. Fair. <laughs>
0: uh, and I really do love UCLA. Um, but I would probably say West one, Midwest two, South three, East four. But it's kind of hard to figure out three. and four. I think one and two is easy. Uh, I think Houston, and Texas, and Xavier. And then I would just skip over the three season, the regions, and, and uh, be like Kansas, Arizona, Gonzaga. That's all you need. So. Yeah. That's where I'm at on, on that one, really. Um, I wonder how many one seeds have stayed one seeds from the committee's top 16 to the final thing.
1: Oh, when did they start this? Three years ago? Four years? How long has this been? I feel, like,
0: I feel like they did it on the year where there wasn't a tournament. Okay.
1: Three years ago? Sure. Four sure. years ago? I don't know. Yep. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, team of the week. Team of the
1: week. Team of the week. Um, I'm gonna count last Sunday, um, That's and go with, <laughs> go with Northwestern. Well, we didn't do this last week, so cheating it's kind of your fault. So, cheating. I'm gonna go with Northwestern beating Purdue, beating Indiana, and then throttling Iowa last night. So, uh, of course, all three games were at home, but like I mentioned earlier, Northwestern was a bubble team, and now people got them as a six seed. So, they're
0: also they should also be kicked like they should not job. be allowed in the tournament,
1: and boo booey. Is big first team all Big Ten.
0: Yep, uh, they should they should ban Northwestern from the tournament because them getting COVID and getting to take a billion days off and then getting three home games in a row is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, come on, where's the I common agree. sense? They I should agree. be banned. They did get Fran kicked out last night, which was great.
1: <laughs> Fran, Fran, I mean he he earned that. And that was a BS call. So
0: it was, but if people think Brad Underwood embarrasses himself, look at that dweeb. That's true. That's and look true. at Chris Collins. Chris Collins coaches like a buffoon when they're do losing.
1: You, do you think Chris Collins made a comment about how they shouldn't make fun of Fran? Uh, cause I think they, they started the chant, where's your daddy or something like that. But they, he was very upset when they were saying F you Miller cop or whatever they were saying. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you think he was mad about that? I doubt it. Uh, who cares? Fran's a loser.
0: <laughs> Fair. My team is Kentucky. Ho! Getting some wins when you need them. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, say what you will about them. They're probably a tournament team. That's a, a win on the road. Beat them on the road, and they beat Tennessee again. Uh, they're 9-5 and five in the SEC now. I still don't think this team is that good, uh, but they've been getting wins when they need them down the stretch. That's when you need to win, especially on the road. Uh, Against the Mississippi State, like like I said, probably a tournament team, but also an elite defensive team. The fifth adjusted defensive efficiency in uh, on kid bomb, and Kentucky scored seventy-one against them, which is something that doesn't happen often. Um, they allowed sixty-four to Arkansas, fifty-three to LSU, fifty-two to Missouri, which is hard to do, fifty-one to South Carolina, seventy-four to TCU. But other than that, Kentucky found a way to score on them. I think the big factor and that was the fact that they got double figures from four guys. Reeves had 14, uh, Livingston had 13, Sheboy had 18, Toppin had 16. And if you can win on the road against a decent Mississippi State team, uh, who has better metrics than Kentucky, by the way, with Case and Wallace going uh, one for 13 from the field and having four points, he had 11 assists, though, so that kind of makes up for it. So I think if they can figure out how to play, that, the starting five that Kentucky has right now, Much improved from what it was. Uh, You have Wallace and Livingston starting two freshmen. Toppin, who very much a Coleman Hawkins type player in the sense that it's so weird game to game, and you never know what he's going to do. I think Hawkins is a bit more of a talent in terms of the NBA, of course. Um, You know, obviously Coleman Hawkins lottery pick. Uh, Antonio Reeves. also starting and then she weight the five. So I think injuries definitely play a factor. Severe Wheeler, CJ Frederick didn't play in that game or the previous game. So they got a fellow named adu Thru Thir- coming off the bench. Adu thyro. Adu Thyro. Yeah, how about that? All right.
1: I like through better, but okay.
0: I think it's Thyro. Thiro. I don't know. <laughs> uh CBS announcer Therodides. Spirodetis is what it is. Anyway. Okay. Jesus, let's get this over with. All right, player
1: of the week. <laughs> player of the week. Uh, I'm going with Jalen Pickett of Penn State. Cop uh, out
0: Big Ten bias.
1: Dominated Illinois with 41 points, eight assists, one steal. Uh, and they uh, not only did he dominate, he shot 75% from the field, 55% from three, and was perfect from the line. And then he went into, or Little Minnesota came to them, I'm not really sure which, uh, and 32 points against them. So, uh, you know, 73 points over two games, I'd say that's pretty good. He also had eight assists, nine rebounds in this game. Um, he shot 55% from the field in that game and 50% from three. So J- Jalen Piggott, who isn't really known for his three-point shooting, uh, shot 52 and half percent over two games from three, so uh, all-American in my eyes. I know you've been all over it all year, but mm-hmm. I agree. So, thanks for letting me take him. By the way,
0: I mean you double dip the Big Ten; that should be illegal. Um,
1: <laughs> just wait until you see my upsets of the week. Oh, great! All Big Ten.
0: I am going to. Uh, I'm going to venture to a conference that is uh, maybe off the reserve
1: oh, the
0: what people are thinking about when they think about players of the week. I'm going to take you out to the Atlantic sun where Darius McGee, they didn't even win both games, but I was just like, can't find anybody else. What the hell? And uh, they're a pretty good team. They're 13 and three in the conference. Um, I'm going to take Darius McGee had 27 points on seven of 13 shooting eight for eight from the free throw line. Three rebounds, one assist against Jacksonville State, and then against Kennesaw State, who is, I believe, third or fourth in the conference. Or actually, they're tied for first. Uh, they did lose that game. This game, but he had forty-three points, thirteen for twenty-five shooting, nine for ten from the free throw line, eight rebounds, and also let's think about this: he's five foot nine. So that's
1: insane.
0: He puts up huge numbers. And he's also in his fifth year.
1: Twenty-two points a game. Wow. Well, he's Scott, also that's insane. He's what also, team did you say he played for? Because I don't even think he said.
0: Liberty. I said it. Thank
1: you. <laughs> uh he's
0: five foot nine, like I said, which is impressive, no matter what level you're playing at. Yeah. And he's in his fifth season. And uh he just scores a ton. And he's been doing it like, like he had uh you look at in the in the conference tournament last year, he had twenty-six and then twenty-one. The conference tournament the year before that, he had twenty-one in the game. Incidentally tournament at twelve against Oklahoma State a couple of years ago big score, small size. Uh just, you know, quality scorer and uh impressive. Been doing it forever. I mean, he's shooting 40% from 3 this year, which is higher than he's ever shot. So
1: Has he <laughs> always played at Liberty?
0: Yep, fifth year at Liberty. Good for him. Way to,
1: way to stay around.
0: And he's 5-9. Where the hell is he going? Let's be honest. Not sure. Um <laughs> and he's not severe Wheeler who did start at Georgia even though he's 5-9. A little bit of a different jump. All right, games of the week. I'm just going to get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, Games already started tonight. So Oklahoma State at West Virginia is going on. West Virginia is up 18, and Duke is up 12 in the second half against Louisville. That wasn't even a game of the week. I just said it. Uh, The other one is Kansas at TCU. That's – yeah, in 40 minutes, um, ESPN. So, yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Tuesday, uh, six o'clock Central Window, Tennessee at Texas A&M, Miami at Virginia Tech, Mississippi State at Missouri, and Baylor at Kansas State. Seven thirty p.m. Central, Marquette at Creighton. Eight o'clock, give Iowa State at Texas, and then I put uh eight p.m. comma Longhorn Network, lol. So can't watch that. Sick. Uh, Indiana on ESPN Plus. Yeah, Indiana at Michigan State. <laughs> eight o'clock, ESPN. Whatever. Uh, Wednesday, this is the worst Wednesday of the season. I mean, all you have is Providence at UConn and Kentucky at Florida. Like, nothing else is worth watching. And uh, Thursday, a little bit more than usual, I'd say, slightly. uh, Penn State at Ohio State. USC at Colorado. Northwestern at Illinois. (laughs) I've got Big Ten
1: bias. Who cares about Penn State, Ohio
0: State? (laughs) Penn State needs to win, and it would be a Q2 or a Q1. What do you mean? What are you, high? Uh, UCLA at Utah. Friday, Xavier at Seton Hall, Marshall at Old Dominion, Saturday, TCU at Texas Tech, Michigan State at Iowa, Creighton at Villanova, UConn at St. John's, Oklahoma at Iowa State, Clemson at NC State. That's all 11 a.m. window. so hopefully the people out there have a lot of TVs, all zero viewers right now. <laughs> uh, Missouri at Georgia at noon getting uh, yeah. our average. Yep, <laughs> Arkansas at Alabama, Texas at Baylor. We get a lot of people after the fact. They like yeah. No, I get it. Uh, Kansas, State, Oklahoma should, State. We should
1: probably just do these non-live. They're
0: probably true. I mean, we have record numbers in the listens this year after yeah. the fact. So yeah. something to think about. Uh, Auburn at Kentucky. Virginia at North Carolina, Florida at Vanderbilt, Boise State at San Jose State. Jesus, I'm having a stroke here. Indiana at Purdue, Virginia State. It's a lot to read. Virginia Tech at Duke, St. Mary's at Gonzaga, San Diego State at New Mexico. God kill me. Uh, Sunday, Illinois at Ohio State. This is like the fourth week in a row with a Sunday with Ohio State. What are we doing? I don't know. Why is Ohio State on CBS every week? Jesus.
1: Because some people thought they were going to be really good this year.
0: I I did too, but you think
1: Ohio State has some contract with CBS? I mean, with football and no, stuff.
0: No, I just think they got unlucky.
1: Okay,
0: I mean, Big Ten football is never on CBS, so <laughs> okay, I wouldn't don't have know. anything to do with you know that. I mean, no was on Fox. I tried uh, Northwestern at Maryland, and then you got two more CBS games on Sunday: Wisconsin at Michigan, another beauty; Cincinnati at Memphis, and then UCLA. Like these games suck. UCLA at Colorado. I- what we we get to watch UCLA win by 55 points. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh Drake at Bradley by the best game of the day on Sunday on ESPN2. There's always that sneaky uh Missouri Valley game on a on a Sunday afternoon. Always sneaks in. Usually it involves Loyola Chicago. They are now in a different conference and they are horrific. Um they're really bad. Like yeah. Loyola Chicago, how are the mighty have fallen, my friends. <laughs> I don't think Porter Moser could get anything out of this group this year. So, fair. Uh what conference are they in now? Um, they're somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, Atlantic Ten.
0: Yeah, and they're nine and seventeen. Uh, and is that right? What was I just three saying? and eleven in the conference? They're not. They they are in the Atlantic Ten. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: was complete. Uh, throw a dart at a dartboard. That was a good
0: one. I mean, that like, was right in the money. Like um, yeah, I knew. Moving I along. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rutgers at Penn State. Is that is that good for you?
1: That's better than
0: Penn Penn State State needs a road win. They're on the bubble.
1: (laughs) They're on the bubble. They're the 10th team in right now.
0: They were on the bubble when I showed the thing. And also, Jalen Pickett versus Bryce Sensible. You don't want to watch that one. Do you not like ball?
1: Yeah, I love ball.
0: All right. Three upset picks of the week. I went one and two again last week. I'm two and four.
1: I went one and two again. Uh, I am three and three. What? Three and three? Sure. Um, yeah, I got Maryland over Purdue. I think we both we both picked that, right? Yeah. Um, I had Baylor beating Kansas. That didn't happen. And then I had Illinois, Illinois beating Indiana. That almost happened, too. So I was almost 3-0.
0: I had uh, Oklahoma State over Kansas. No. Maryland over Purdue. Nailed it. Syracuse over Duke. Why did I ever think that Bayheim would get a win?
1: I don't know. Um, mine are pretty stupid this week, though, so uh, bear with me. Um, I got Illinois at home versus Northwestern. Illinois will probably be a favorite <sighs> in that game. So uh, probably shouldn't count as an upset. But Illinois, I'm going to pick Illinois every week.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: Um, Illinois over Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern ranked 21. Uh, Northwestern Barstool wants to know where oh Illinois ranked instead of worrying about themselves, which is always cute to see, little Very brother. Weird. Very um, My next one is going to be Baylor at K-State. I know Baylor's ranked higher, but I'm sure they're going to be an underdog in this game. So I'm going to take Baylor at K-State. And then my last one you're really going to love, Curbelo comes back, St. John's beats UConn. (laughs) St. John's is not sweeping UConn. Uh,
0: I got Iowa State over Texas. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I uh, wanted to pick Colorado to win a game this week. They got USC and UCLA. (laughs) I'm USC. taking Colorado over USC. Yep. And then uh, why not pick against Duke on a Saturday again? I'll take Virginia Tech over Duke. Uh, this is at Cameron Indoor, so it's going to be tough. But Duke I think Virginia either. Tech Virginia Tech can bomb them from three.
1: You've picked okay. Duke to get upset three, week, three weeks in a row. So what? It hasn't worked.
0: It's going to work this time. <laughs> okay. It's like how I pick Davis Riley to win a golf tournament every week. It's probably never going to happen, but I'm going to keep doing it. So... <laughs> All right. Shortest show
1: in the history of the show. Executed
0: perfectly. Plenty of time before the game. Seven minutes. So, pretty, pretty spot on. All right.
1: Uh, We'll be back next week. I think we have uh, conference tournaments starting very soon. It's hard to believe that we got like three weeks left until March Madness. Do conference tournaments start next
0: week? I think they do. I'm sure they do. I don't know. Because there's conferences with two games left in the regular season. So,. Yeah. We'll be talking some conference tournaments next week. Maybe make some picks, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Follow I gotta the make most. sure I write that down. Let me uh, write that down
1: right now before we Everybody wants to know who I think is going to win the MEAC. So.
0: I think people are clamoring for that, yes. That's I right. Think, I think people, that's probably one of the first things they think about when they get up.
1: Yep. yep. The day. Like, I wonder who Tyler Branley thinks is going to win the MEAC <laughs> this year. <laughs> I'm sure you're like 100% accurate, too. <laughs> I don't think I've ever lost the the MEAC, uh tournament champion.
0: People have said that. All right. Uh, we'll be back next Monday for number four, conference tournament talk, plus more, maybe get a little bit more into the brackets next week. We could, maybe there'll be some more movement, especially in the bubble, which is in the bubble is stupid, but there's a lot of games Saturday with tournament seating implications. So uh, we'll be back next Monday. See you then. Later.